Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our mission-driven podcast about digital media. Our goal today is to peel back some layers within different industries with people that are specialists in their field. As a reminder, any thoughts, opinions, or beliefs are those of the person and not attributed to any brand, company, or affiliation. Today, I have John Sadowski of Metro Valley Advertising and Dave Summers, an independent media producer. Thank you both for being with me here today. Um, I know, like we just said, we had to reschedule this several times in the past week due to the weather and power outages. Um, I'm happy to see that we're all safe and in one piece with power on. Um, it's a great segue into kind of dealing with the unknown and, and how we manage our industry in such an unknown climate, metaphorically and actually. Um, so I'm gonna throw it over to, to you, John. What would you say is a, a way that you're managing the unknown right now in digital media? The way that we're managing the unknown in digital media. Um, you know, a lot of it, you know, the beauty of digital media to me really is the fact that we get immediate feedback. You know, we get data that we can, that is actionable um, really every day. Now, sometimes the sample size may not be large enough that you can really act on it, but the data is there. And so one of the beautiful things about digital is that we do have that opportunity to see things and react accordingly. Uh, you know, looking back over the last few months, certainly, you know, we saw performance nosedive in the middle of March and, you know, struggle in April. Um, and then for a number of clients, a strong rebound in May. And, and what that, uh, that immediate feedback allowed us to do is to talk to our clients about how they had changed budgeting and how maybe they wanted to change budgeting again based on real-time results. So can you talk a little bit about the budgeting you're, you're describing? Is it what kind of part of uh, digital media are they changing their, their spending habits? Really, you know, a, a across the board. So I'll speak to one client that, that primarily does uh, paid search. And so, again, you know, we, we had a, um, you know, a horrible May. Gee, what a surprise. And a really un, unstellar uh, April. Again, no surprise. Um, you know, relatively early on, end of the first week, beginning of the second week of May, started seeing real life back in our campaigns. Conversions started to take off. Our click-through rates really started to go. I mean, for a while, even though we had cut budgets in April, we still weren't spending all of our money. Um, the demand wasn't there. Now, all of a sudden, we couldn't keep pace. And so, um, you know, in June, <clears throat> the client came back to uh, their pre-COVID budget and, you know, we just knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. You know, awesome. looking at, at year on year, um, one of the things that we found very fascinating is that um, we have, in this particular client's case, we have beaten every month from last year with the exception of March and April. Right. So, it, it, you know, but having that feedback allowed us to get revved up in May and really take advantage of, of a strong market in June and July. Great, thank you. Um, Dave, what, what's your experience been with uh, managing your industry in this unknown climate? Um, um, most everybody is learning on the fly. They're adapting very well. Our brains are very plastic. Uh, technology that would have scared people not too long ago, they're becoming very comfortable with. Um, but what I would have to say, maybe because I'm a little bit of a fuss budget, is um, the, the, the thresholds or the, the, the bare minimums of people to have a quality 
uh, piece of content uh, are becoming a little bit more identifiable, um, uh, a better microphone, uh, a better okay. camera, um, an ability to get to the point a little right. bit quicker um, is making people stand apart uh, from the crowd. And it's just my two cents. Right. And I know there was a, an outage of sorts of um, microphones as well as external cameras and all of that because people were on Zoom much more frequently. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, in your industry, Dave, what are you seeing as um, more accessible trends for clients or businesses? Not just your own, but mm -hmm. just in general. Just in general, um, uh, there's a lot less fear and trepidation uh, about doing uh, digital video, uh, about doing um, um, appropriate podcasting, you know what I mean? Where uh, the content is solid uh, and you're willing to invest in the right level of production value, um, something that might they might have just waved their hand away before. Uh, they'll have meaningful conversations uh, with not only me, but other providers that can, that, that can help them think through, you know, a content strategy, a content marketing strategy that's, that's uh, deeper uh, than just uh, a social media approach. You know what I mean? Right. That is a little bit more of a longer tail that relates to their product or service offering. Right. I mean, to that point, it's important to say that what you're doing now for marketing should not stop once all doors reopen, vaccines and cures and treatments are available, right? But there's no, go, there's, no, there's no going back. Uh, right. There's no going back. You and I have spoken on my program. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is, for me, is all about what lessons have we learned? Because... Mm -hmm even when the lights come back on and we have a, a, an inoculation and it, there is no the way it used to be, that's gone. Okay, wonderful. And, and John, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I would agree. I think that some of the trends we're seeing now um, uh, were trends that were already in place pre-COVID. This has just accelerated them. Mm -hmm. um, whether you look at things like cord cutting, um, it was already growing it was already becoming more common um right. it just you know this shifted it into overdrive mm. um you know going to dave's point about content you know look at the the consumption of video mm. um we don't have second quarter numbers yet and first quarter if you think about it, was really only impacted by one month and yet the numbers mm -hmm. uh phenomenal increases there so uh, I, I don't see that going back. People already had an interest and appetite for um, consuming this kind of information. So I think it's just accelerated that, that appetite. That's awesome. So, I mean, in my industry, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of ancillary to you guys where um, I've noticed the clients that I reached out to about the importance of content and video um, and getting out there and being authentic was falling on deaf ears prior to the 14th of March, 2020, right? And then all of a sudden, how are they reaching out to their clients and meeting with their employees or employers or prospects? It was via video. So mm -hmm. now I'm seeing a lot of people just being desensitized to being on video. Like nobody really cares what you look like. As harsh as that sounds, it's completely accurate mm -hmm. because it's more the, the vision of what you're trying to say or your ability to deliver upon either the edits of a video or the, the meat of a, a strategy, a campaign mm -hmm. that you would be doing, John, or, or the animation that you'd be doing, Dave. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, what are some of the fun projects that you've worked on over the past few months, um, kind of the silver lining of all of this? Well, I'll, I'll jump in first. Yeah. Um, I, uh, 
I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I, when this first started happening, uh, it was a it was a, a Waterloo moment for me. It was a transitional moment for me. I evolved into the new Dave that you see in front of you here. Uh, it was a wonderful opportunity to flex my network, to get mm -hmm. to know a whole bunch of uh, people who I didn't know so well. Um, I already had a, a pretty strong skill set. It gave me a chance to refine it and further go deeper on it and to partner with some people I only dreamed of partnering with uh, prior to this uh, event. And I've been doing one-off project work that's been very exciting for me, helping people think through uh, how they want to appear in a digital space. Um, authors, thought leaders, people who mm -hmm. have wonderful speakers reels. Here's me in front of a stadium full of people. Here's me in front of a, a, a ballroom full of people at a, at a hotel. Right. But what they needed help with was how do I look and how do I sound in front of a webcam? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And how do I look and how do I sound um, in front of a microphone? Well, how right. do you look in front of a microphone? But the point is, can you help me be a better digital me? You know? Right. And the animation side of what I do or the motion graphic side of what I do is, hey, the human attention span is getting shorter and smaller this and compressed. This, yeah. big, this big. <laughs> and these little videos they're not meant to answer every single question. They're meant to, to drive linkages into the deeper content. Um, they're meant to drive links into, uh, you know, SEO or, 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 or deeper, what's happening in the website, you know what I mean? Right. And I think people need to have an understanding of where all that stuff is. So I'm not gonna lie, this has been a kind of a godsend for me and I'm, I'm pretty excited about the whole thing. Yeah, you've been doing a great job with your Thank podcasts, you. and uh, I know you're getting a lot of traction from that too. So, congratulations! Thank you, uh, John. Same question. What What are fun and exciting things that you've been working on over the past few months, either for yourself or your clients? You know, I think um, one of the things that that I've always liked is that I've always liked the concept of convergence. The, the idea that traditional media, you know, so much of what we call digital is really just traditional media, um, you know, morphed onto uh, the internet. Mm -hmm. And in terms of advertising, there you go, Dave. Um, you know, in terms, of, in terms of advertising, you know, that convergence is, is really exciting for me. And it's something that now people are much more interested in talking about. How do I take you know, TV, my TV commercial, mm -hmm. if you will. And how do I use that digitally as well and, and in different forms to reach my target audience? Right. Uh, streaming audio is just radio that's mm -hmm. on the internet, same thing. So again, and how do I use a combination of these different, either digital platforms or digital and traditional mm -hmm. to help my clients really effectively reach their target audience? And the right. great thing is that the clients are now much uh, more interested in, in understanding how that's done and open to the idea that that's the way that their advertising campaigns are going to work. So question for both of you, what, what industries are you seeing kind of adapting more of this digital approach? Um, I, for me, it's a lot of um, um, uh, fintech, financial technology, a lot of the virtualization of banking and the commercial stuff that's happening, um, med, med tech, um, obviously all, all crazy amount of money uh, going into um, not only vaccines, but uh, um, uh, methods and tools, equipment right. uh, and software. Uh, 
those are the huge things that have, have popped for me. Uh, but I also talk to an awful lot of thought leaders. I talk to people who are consultants and, and experts in certain areas. Uh, and they're even going through kind of a renaissance with, with how they're bringing their, their value and their solutions to uh, the marketplace as well. That's interesting that you say fintech. I was just on the phone with somebody that does fintech content marketing, um, and, and he believes that it is pretty weatherproof and just economy proof worldwide. And uh, a lot of his clients are in the Middle East. Um, they're just seeing a boom. And I, I love that that's a trend that you're seeing as well because he's seeing it. Same question for you, John. Um, that's an interesting question. You know, I see it, it, it with my clients and, and to a little bit lesser extent um, because so many of them um, are based in the real world. So while, uh, you know, they might even, some of them might even have a virtual product, they're still physically based somewhere brick and mortar. And so for them, you know, the transitions in, you know, are, are into how do I deal with my clients virtually? And right. so, you know, what, what are the different things that I can do so that I can bring my services to their, their homes or wherever it is that they are? They don't necessarily have to come to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I, and that's where I really see right now the, the biggest changes for, for my clients and, and the kinds of people that I talk to. Great. So, I mean, to answer my own question, a lot of it um, is e-commerce, right? Where now it's not just the two-day shipping or the free returns, it's all of our products must be online at all times and have the best content because my son, my daughter, my husband, my wife is on their phone and they need to purchase these products. So, right. um, you know, explaining that it could possibly take six to 12 months for their SEO to work, that brings them into Christmas. And right now for my larger clients, we've definitely been upping the quantity of writing for the Christmas season, which by the way, you should all start buying right now so that you get it by <laughs> October or November, because it's not necessarily up to the, the businesses either, right? You're at the mercy of USPS, UPS, and FedEx, um, and carrier visions if you're into that. Mm. But it's, it's really important to, to say ahead of the curve. And so the e-commerce portion of sending things and selling things is, is super important. And that's, you know, one thing that I've seen with my clients, you can't send, you know, a family attorney or a psychologist, right. But on the SEM side, you can bring them in. And that's, that's also what's been growing as well, just because of the nature of a pandemic and, and the nature of being stuck at home. Um, so great. My, uh, my last question for, for each, well, I'll start with you, John. My last question for you is what's your mission? You know, my mission is, has always been ultimately to, to help my clients increase their revenue. You know, we're, we're a lead generation agency. Um, we generate leads so that they can increase their sales slash clients slash patients, you know, whatever it is that they, that they are looking to, to grow. And so, um, you know, that hasn't changed. So it's really about helping them understand the, 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 uh, the advertising landscape um, you know, helping them understand where we're going, why we're going, where we're going, um, and what to expect from that. Um, so, you know, in, in some ways for us, uh, uh, the ultimate mission, the ultimate reason for existence hasn't changed. Wonderful. Thanks, John. And Dave, same question for you. What is your mission? Okay. I guess I'll do this on the fly, come up with my own mission. I, I think really it is, it's, um, I enable I enable quality storytelling. I I uh, I, uh, I help people find their 
their faces and their voices uh, online with the content that I can help them produce or I can teach them how to create. Right. Uh, and I try to capture the human attention span. You know what I mean? I'm not over the top with what it takes to do that, but I try to make it all value add. I love it. I love it. And, and you know, a side question, because now you have me thinking, Dave, what is the ideal length of a video for that attention span? There are, there's a long answer and a short answer to that. YouTube will tell you that uh, most, um, for videos of certain lengths, the, the optimal video length is, a, is a, a, a 30 to 60 second video is, is optimal length to make sure people don't draw, drop off in watching that. Mm -hmm. um, that's what YouTube says. Um, LinkedIn allows you to post a 10 minute video. Maybe they've done some research on their own. And that constraint drove me to build these seven to eight minute long three question kind of videos I have with my people. So part of that is a, a human attention span. What does the science say? What do the metrics say? And the other part of the answer to that question is what are the constraints of the platform? So I'm dodging your question a little bit here, but you got to kind of dig that next layer of, uh, of detective work to, to make that right for you. Okay, so you're satisfying the platform first. I think, that's, uh, I think that's the appropriate way to proceed, yes. Great, awesome. All right, gentlemen, thank you both for your time. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you for rescheduling so many times and, and staying oh, safe. Thank Sorry you. about that. <laughs> of course. Thank you. All righty, guys. Time. See y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. Reminder that all the thoughts, opinions, and expressions are exclusive to the person and not representative of any company, brand, or organization.